With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com It's Thursday, December 23rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, uh, two shows left uh, before the end of the year for us here on the, on the podcast. Uh, today, we're going to jump into a couple of Guardians prospects, uh, guys who were added to the 40-man roster, and we're going to wrap up our, uh, our basically our countdown of those, those guys on the 40-man roster, the Guardians added uh, at the end of November to avoid... Uh, losing them in the Rule 5 draft. Uh, this is uh, first guy we're going to take a look at is outfielder Stephen Kwan, a uh, guy who really sort of had a, an all-around great year and put himself on the radar for uh, a possibility here just by uh, increasing his, his power profile and, and uh, you know, becoming an option out there in the outfield, one of those guys who sort of played his way into the mix in the outfield for the Guardians. Yeah, Joe, this is, uh, you know, Quan is a, a fifth round pick out of Oregon State in, in 2018. Um, the Indians uh, gave him $185,000 signing bonus. And this guy is kind of like an old school uh, leadoff hitter. You know, that's kind of his profile. In his last year at Oregon State, he walked 50 times and struck out 18 times. So, I mean, and, uh, you know, he, he kind of did the same kind of thing, not, not to that uh, proportion, but th- this past season at AA and AAA, uh, Akron and Columbus, he walked 36 times and struck out 31 times. So, you know, he's a guy that knows the strike zone. And like you said, Joe, his power really, really jumped up this past season. Uh, he batted a combined 328 between Akron and Columbus this past season. That's uh that's saying something. And like you said, uh, he's a guy who knows the strike zone, can control the strike zone. And that sort of fits the profile of the hitters that that Cleveland has sort of kept in their in their stable, kept in their fold. Uh, it, it's the profile that they're trying to build with these guys is guys who put the ball in play, make contact and, and can get on base. Yeah, definitely. And uh, this is a guy, you know, and, you know, he's. He's, he's, he's not a big guy, 5'9", 175, you know, throws left, bats left, 24 years old. Um, and, um, you know, but, you know, like, like we're talking about, great on base, uh, you know, feel for it, uh, you know, great on base percentage. Um, and, uh, you know, and in full, but the power kind of jumped out at me, Joe, because 
in his first, you know, his first in before this season, you know, after turning pro, he'd only hit three home runs in 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 all that time. And and uh, you know, this year he, you know, he goes up to 12 home runs. And uh, you know, so that you know, kind of put him, like you said, that put him on the map and uh, made him a, uh, you know, a, a candidate to get, get, get placed on the uh, 40 man on November 19th when they put 11 people on there. Yeah. The, uh, the OPS jumped to 934 and that's sort of, that's the magic formula right there. It, he went from an 818 career minor league OPS to a 934 OPS last season. And uh, maybe that, and maybe the, the guys in the development system saw that the light went off and, you know, something, something changed for him. Uh, he was not only, you know, he already had that ability to put the ball in play and already had that ability to get on base like he does, but now he's driving the ball and he's, he's driving it to gaps and he's getting on base and he's taking extra bases and he's hitting the ball out of the park. Uh, that's the sort of uh, momentum and, and upward trajectory that you need for a hitter like this. If he's going to, you know, make the jump from double A uh, to AAA and then from AAA up to the to the majors. Uh, it, it would not surprise me if he's the starting center fielder in Columbus uh, when when the clubs break camp uh, and, and, and you know head head into the regular season. But if there's ever a need and especially with the you know the way that uh, Miles Straw plays center field if he's out there you know running gap to gap and uh, there's always a potential for injury or, or time on a on, on the injured list. Uh, Stephen Kwan could be making his major league debut sometime in you know, if, if not before early May, or I'm sorry, before late May, uh, sometime definitely by the middle of the season. Yeah, you know, the, he, he uh, this past season he made uh, 45 starts in center for Akron and and Columbus, 15 in left field. So you know. Uh, I, I would think, you know, this guy, he profiles as a center fielder, uh, you know, center fielder slash leadoff hitter. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, so, and a lot of people think he could stay in center. You know, he's got the chops, he's got the range, he's got the speed to, to do that. Um, you know, just uh, you, you wonder offensively, Joe, if he could do enough, you know, to, uh, you know, play every day in center fielder but in center field, but that doesn't mean he couldn't be like a fourth outfielder maybe or something like that, you know? Right. Uh, right now, what just, just not having seen him, but what I'm seeing from the numbers and, and how he projects, he might project a little bit, uh, a little bit stronger than like a Greg Allen, you know, you, you, they, they tried for so long to make Greg Allen an everyday guy. And he just, he never really grasped it or, 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 or you know, ran with it. Uh, but there was talent there, and you could see it. And once in a while, uh, Greg Allen could get a hold of a ball and, and hit hit the ball. Uh, I think Quan could be a little bit more of a a little bit more power than than Greg Allen uh, potentially. But I don't know if the the speed is the same there. Just yeah, like you said, a fourth outfielder maybe. But uh, gosh, I hope that he doesn't have to prove that he can play every day because because that would mean some things are are going on in in the outfield for. Cleveland during this season yeah but this is a good story this is a guy that you know really is kind of you know fought his way up through the system and had a big year when it counted and you know got put on a 40 man and you know the next step is you know kind of establishing yourself at AAA and then getting to the big leagues so uh it's going to be exciting this you know Joe his his um, minor league totals it's a 301 batting average 100 walks 87 K's 
know, 380 on base percentage, 438 slug. So, you know, pretty, pretty decent numbers. Yeah. And, and remember, he's only played in what, 217 minor league games. I mean, all of these guys who, who were talking about for uh, being added to the, to the 40 man, not a lot of them have a, a depth of experience in the minors uh, because the years that they would have been playing at the top levels in double A and in triple A, uh, they're, they both missed, they missed them because of the, the pandemic and, you know, if not injuries or, or whatever, we're, we're talking about some guys who, who have a, a real small sample size in terms of what they've done in the minor leagues. Yeah. And uh, just, uh, you know, interesting guy and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of like uh, just uh, you, you wonder just how far he can take it, uh, you know, but uh, he certainly had a, a big year at the right time. Uh, speaking of another interesting guy, a guy that we don't know uh, a whole lot about, but uh, Cleveland acquired him, uh, I, I believe, at the end of, or was it at the trading deadline? It's Tobias Myers, the, the right-hander from uh, Tampa Bay that they got uh, right, right at the trade deadline, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Tobias Myers, you know, Joe, I think, you know, the Indians, this is a kid that Baltimore drafted out of a Winter Haven High School in Winter Haven, Florida. So I'm sure he, Tobias might have been in the stands at uh, Chain of Lakes Park when maybe watching some uh, Indian spring training games, Cleveland spring training games when they trained down there. Uh, maybe, you know, right next to Little Lake Lulu, he might have been, uh, I don't know if he saw any snakes crawling through the stands or not, but that was always an interesting place, Chain of Lakes Park. But, uh, you know, kid from Florida, uh, he's already been traded twice. He's only 20, you know, he's only, uh, I think he's only 24 years old. Uh, you know, uh, Baltimore traded him to um, Tampa Bay in uh, 2017 and Tampa Bay has dealt him uh, to uh, Cleveland in at, at November 11th, right? When, and he was automatically added to the uh, 40 man, uh, you know, pretty good, uh, pretty good numbers this past season, Joe. Uh, at, at AA and, and AAA in, in the, uh, you know, the raised farm system, eight and seven, 3.90, uh, 25 games, 22 starts, 146 Ks in 117 and two-thirds innings, uh, 28 walks, and allowed just uh, 101 hits. Yeah, and, and really, having been traded uh, early on in his career, I believe you said he was traded for Tim Beckham, who was uh, – you know, a, a high, high draft pick. Um, yeah. He was like the first player taken in the 2008 draft by, by the Rays. So he was, you know, he's, you know, he didn't quite pan out. He's still playing. I think he's in Seattle now he's bounced around a little bit, but uh, you know, that, that shows you, uh, you know, kind of the, the value of that, uh, you know, to, uh, Myers has, you know, the, the way the, you know, that uh, Tampa Bay looked at Myers. He was uh, at the time he was traded from Tampa. He was ranked as their 29th prospect uh, in the top 30 by MLB Pipeline. Uh, so yeah, it, you know he he has a little bit of buzz. He has a little bit of uh, you know value in that regard. It, you really sort of see him as a, a depth guy at Triple A uh, and really sort of maybe headlining that rotation down there uh, as, as they open the season. Yeah, you know and. Uh... You know they've got what what they, we've got uh, Eli Morgan. Uh, I guess uh, uh, Logan Allen is out of options, so you know he you know 
they're going to have a, I mean, they've got to make a decision on him come spring training. Well, that's, but, that's uh, Logan. That's Logan S Allen. Cause I, I would imagine Logan T Allen's going to be up in the rotation at AAA at some point yeah, this season as well. Definitely. And uh, you know, so, and you know, Tobias Meyer, uh, Myers adds to that depth, um, you know, along with, uh, you know, <laughs> How many, how many pitchers did they, you know, they drafted what 18 pitchers out of uh, 21 draft picks last season. So I'm sure some of those guys probably aren't ready to make the jump to triple uh, a or double a yet, but uh, you know, that, right. well, that's, and that's a, a, a guy or depth as well. A guy that we talked about yesterday in, in Connor Pilkington, he'll be, he'll be up there in that rotation. I, I got to imagine as well. And Peyton uh, Battenfield, right? Peyton Battenfield. Yeah. Yeah, those guys, uh, those guys are all going to be in that group. So that's going to be interesting to watch. And, uh, you know, they needed to kind of, you know, re- reload uh, that, that depth portion of the rotation, get some young starters in here. And, and Meyer certainly uh, fills that bill. The one question, you know, that I couldn't really find too much about, Joe, is, is uh, how hard, what the velo is in, on Myers. And they had him, I, I know, coming out of uh, high school, around 90, 93, you know, but I was as a high school senior. He's a little older now, so maybe that's ticked up a little bit. Yeah, 24 years old. I got to imagine he throws a little bit harder than that now. But, uh, you know, great. Uh, it sounds like another addition that they sort of they sort of took him on just, you know, knowing that he's going to take that spot on the 40 man. But uh, eventually they won't, you know, be crying over it if they have to move on from him and, and, and move him off the 40 man at some point as well. Yeah, just, uh, you know, take a shot at the guy, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously they wanted him, uh, you know, they wouldn't have made that deal at, at the trade deadline because they, they had enough, you know, there were bodies weren't all, we're <laughs> flying all over the place at, at down at the executive offices at uh, Progressive Field. What, you know, they, what, they dropped seven guys off the roster and added 11 guys. So, you know, they must have, uh, they must have seen something in Myers and are willing to take a chance on him. Okay, so that's going to wrap up our look at the the guys who were added to the forty man roster, the the young players. We don't really have any major league experience. Uh, we we've sort of taken the last uh, two and a half to three weeks here to to sort of look at those guys. In addition to the the uh, segments that we've done on the already established major leaguers, Hoinsy, uh, you wrote about the forty man roster uh, last week. And just said, yeah, with all of these changes and with all this churn and everything, uh, you know, things are things look different. But there's still some work that needs to be done with this 40 man roster. There's still some some moves that need to be made. Uh, obviously, they're they're eyeing some sort of big trade once the lockout ends. Uh, and they've they've got to make some moves to to get an outfield bat in there and, and do something in that regard. Uh, is is that really the only area that they're looking to to improve this 40 man roster? Uh, as soon as uh, the brakes are taken off, or is it uh, is it more than just a, an outfield bat? Yeah, I think you know there's got to be more than an outfield bat, Joe. I think uh, they they could use some vet a veteran arm or two in that bullpen. You know, maybe they bring back a, a Blake a Parker or a, or Brian Shaw. I, I I don't know. You know, uh, those are the kind because those guys really did a nice job last season. Or a guy, you know. Pitchers in a similar vein than those guys that can, because if you look at that bullpen right now, it's awfully young and not a lot of experience. So I'd, I'd like to see them, uh, you know, add a, add a, like a veteran arm or two to the pen. Uh, and I, you know, I still, I, I don't know if they're satisfied with the catching situation or not. 
that that's, that kind of scares me a little bit. Um, you know, are you really going to go with with uh, Austin Hedges and and uh, and uh, Sandy uh, Leone? I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, you would like to get a little offense in there or something. You know, I, and then but the catching the free agent catching market is you know it's pretty much bottomed out, and pretty much the Indians have had just about everybody on that on, on, in the free agent market has has at one time or another in the last three or four years has played for the played for Cleveland. So. <laughs> I, I'm not sure which way they go. Maybe they make a trade there. Maybe but, uh, they don't I, have yeah. Ryan Lavarnway on speed dial, right? Yeah. 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 Or, but like you said, they. I think they've got to make a, a a move for a bat somewhere. Either, okay. Do you do you make a move at first base? Do you is do you can you upgrade that? Or, you, or are you going to give Bobby Bradley a chance? Or is or is Bobby Bradley involved in a trade and you you kind of look for another bat there? Or but really in in the corner outfields, left and right field. Like you said, that's that seems to be the screaming area of concern. You know that I mean, and you don't have to be an expert to to see that. More likely that they spend a little uh, a little less. You know, they're not going to spend to get an outfielder. They're not they're not going to spend money on like a Michael Conforto in, in free agency to to bring in an outfielder. More likely that they acquire in a trade like a Brian Reynolds, who's a a more controllable guy who fits what they're trying to do there in the outfield. Uh, and, and maybe they spend a little less and, and bring in that veteran uh, reliever, like you said, a Blake Parker, who did a great job uh, with a guy like Trevor Steffen, who was up uh, on, a, on a rule five year where he had to be on the roster. And it was a learning year for him. And Blake Parker showed Trevor Steffen the, the, the split finger and, you know, really sort of turned his season around and, and, and helped him get through and survive uh, that, that, that rookie rule five year. Uh, being on the major league roster, uh, like you said, Blake Parker's presence was was as 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 important as his results this year, uh, this past season. So, yeah, there's there are definitely needs. There are uh, the thing is that the needs they're not like so glaring beyond that uh, that one outfield bat. They're not like so glaring that you can't get through. They could they could survive with the, the catching situation that they have right now. If, if everybody stays yeah. healthy, they, they can survive with it. They can survive with the bullpen the way it is, even though it's young and inexperienced. If James Karinczak comes back and is not a total dumpster fire uh, of, of, you know, a situation there, they've got a really good foundation there in, in the bullpen. The rotation is solid. Like you said, the lineup needs that, needs that bat. So beyond that one big trade for an outfield bat, I think, uh, you know, if, if they decide to roll into spring training this way, it, it might have to do. Yeah. And the, the one area I f- we forgot, Joe, is second base. They got a, they've got to name a second baseman, but they've got so many candidates. So I, I would think, uh, you know, somebody's going to, you know, win that job, but you know, it, it could be a rotating position too. And, you know, as the season goes on, just, just the sheer numbers of guys that, that could play there. You ever seen one of those t-shirts where they combine all the Cleveland logos and it's like the, the brownie elf with a Cavaliers sword with the, you know, the, the, the chief Wahoo uh, feather and right, all that. Right. It's it. If you could take Andres Jimenez, Owen Miller, Ernie Clement, and just combine all of those guys into one guy who could, who could be your guy at second base. I think uh, they would truly uh, like, like that, but uh, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe Andres Jimenez, you know, rises up uh, and, and gives them what they, you know, sort of thought they they were getting when they traded for him uh, when they they brought uh, when they sent Francisco Lindor to the Mets. 
and, and brought him and uh, Ahmed Rosario over. Uh, yeah, that's those are those are the big questions. The the roster we've we've been through it forward, backwards, and inside out uh, as we get closer to training camp and and sort of get a clearer picture of the way things are going to be. Uh, we will will definitely have a, have more thoughts on the, the construction of this roster uh, moving forward. Uh, that'll wrap it up for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. And and really, I think tomorrow's edition uh, for for Christmas Eve holiday. We're going to do a, a quick look back at 2021 and the highs and lows for Cleveland. Uh, the Indians, the Guardians, and everything in between uh, will be the show uh, tomorrow here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Boinsy, I can't wait to get into it with you. All right, Joe. <laughs>